0: Well, today I get the chance to talk to a friend of mine, Jeff Fiennes. He's a creative performance coach. He works with creators. He works with entrepreneurs. He works with leaders to help them get their biggest ideas to life and to reach their next level of creative success. But I'm going to let you in on a little secret, actually. So I kind of know I knew Jeff for a few years because Jeff at one point was actually my coach. So this is a really amazing opportunity, not just to chat with a friend and to a to chat with somebody who has a really important voice and a really important model for helping particularly creative people get their work out, but also somebody that has been deeply influential for me. So Jeff, welcome to the podcast.
1: Will, it's so awesome to have you, to be on the show with you. Been ex- looking forward to it. <laughs> this is great.
0: So I mentioned there's one question we always ask at the beginning of every episode, because even though we've rebranded ourselves, we're still very focused on that idea of interdependence. So I always ask people to share with the audience one story of somebody that made a difference for you. It could have been a teacher, parent, mentor, somebody that when you look back, you're like, wow, they really mattered for me.
1: Yeah. So immediately what comes to mind, maybe two people are coming to mind. One is my wife. Catherine, just for her unconditional love and support in that romantic relationship. It was just, um, you know, she accepted me for me and my goals and dreams and vision. She didn't doubt me. She didn't question it. She didn't want me to become an accountant or (laughs) something like that. And so, shout out to my wife, Catherine. Thank you for the unconditional love and support. It means a lot. I think every Creative. Every entrepreneur needs someone like that in their corner. That no matter if their business is blossoming or struggling, or they're trying to get an idea off the ground, that unconditional love and support is uh, is such an important foundation that you can right. just turn to and feel safe and supported and secure and and appreciated and loved for who you are. Because when you're doing big things, when you're launching your podcast or your business or your book or whatever you're doing that's important to you. Like there is that time where it's it's hard to get off the ground where you're not in your rhythm, you're doubting yourself. You're not seeing the results, you know, you can see yet. And uh, if you don't have that support, then that's tough. That's tough. So my wife, number one, other person coming to mind is my grandfather, Dr. Stefan Fiennes. He, was an amazing role model mentor inspiration to me a badass world renowned diabetes nice. researcher taught at the University of Michigan he loved his work so much and he wanted to make he wanted to make a positive impact on the world and he was so driven by his mission and his purpose that he was working until he was ninety five years old like retirement wow. wasn't even mm. something he was even considering like why would he Retire something he loved, and he woke up every day and inspired to learn yeah. more about and yeah. to contribute to. So he was a, a really big role model I me, just modeling the way of: hey, you can design your life, you can do important work, you can love your work, and be driven by the purpose so much that that's just who you are and what you want to do, and you show up because it's important and. And it's not something you're trying to get away from. It's just, there's, right. there's meaning behind it. And so he was a, he was a great role model, supported us in our education and was a great listener as well. So those two people come to mind for me.
0: <laughs> That's great. Thank you. And thanks for sharing that. I always love hearing those stories. People's eyes kind of often light up like, oh, I haven't thought of that person or I hadn't thought of the way they impacted me. So thank you for, for sharing that. That's so great. Yeah. So you have this not niche certainly exclusive niche but you focus really heavily on people doing creative work which I love. And I want to jump right in let's I want to talk about the 30 day um creative momentum challenge because that's to a lot of the folks listening to this podcast maybe even if they're doing something that isn't doesn't fall into the normal sort of creative space like starting a company or or launching a brand or something like that that it's all creative work. So tell, tell yeah. us about the 30-Day uh, Creative Momentum Challenge. Let's start there.
1: Yeah. So this is the 30-Day Creative Momentum Challenge is something I piloted and launched last year in 2022. I kept playing with this idea, creating a community, creating a group, of people, helping people bring their ideas to life, helping people feel supported and accountable, and actually following through on their ideas rather than keeping their ideas just within their their minds and and playing with it and saying oh i'm not ready yet i'm not ready yet or first let me do this or that like no like my coaching is all about helping people actually make their ideas happen moving it from concept to completion and out into the world and making a positive impact and and i was doing a lot of one-on-one coaching but you know myself i was feeling hey I was longing for more community and collaboration and connection. I saw that my clients were wanting that too. Created the creative thirty day creative momentum challenge for this to bring a global group of creative people doing stuff that's important, purpose driven, meaningful to them together, and you know working in solidarity and supporting each other, inspiring each other, learning from one another, working alongside one another. Thirty days straight to make wow. consistent progress on something that's really important to them. So, people like you said, like people launching businesses, writing screenplays, writing films, writing books, uh, doing creative things. There's artists, musicians. So it's it's an awesome group. Like it's, there's yeah. a lot of diversity in terms of people from Europe, Australia. Middle East, South America, North America. So we get that, we get the diversity of all ages, all creative domains. So it's a big melting pot of creative inspiration. It's it's so much fun and it's uh it's really done a lot I think to emotionally support creators as well, not just in terms of objective progress making, but one of the big surprises I've noticed is it really helps people build their creative confidence. They feel more understood They know that, hey, this artist, this entrepreneur, they're dealing with perfectionism. They're they're dealing with imposter syndrome. They're dealing with the same struggles I am. Like, I'm not alone in this. I'm not weird. I'm not behind. (laughs) I'm not, you know, I I am good enough to do what I want to do. These people are, are having the same experience as well. So it's been a really fun and energizing group. And it's for anyone that has something important to them that wants to get it off the ground, wants to finish it, whether it's your main career or main project or like a side hustle or creative passion project, like this community is for you, whether you, and also whether you're a beginner or intermediate or an expert, right? Like there's always, yeah. you know, always like having this extra support and inspiration and, and coaching and mentorship and learning like it's always going to help you along your creative pursuits wherever you are in your journey (laughs) yeah
0: I I love that and I want to get I want to get a little more of the details of the program itself but the the first thing that comes to mind kind of and maybe this is kind of sometimes some of my own story as well but like how much of that procrastination or getting stuck or being unable to get to your creative projects how much of that is just this kind of inside job it's the self talk it's the way we talk to each other about ourselves
1: yeah i th- i would say in most cases it's probably 70ish yeah. 75% <laughs> it's a big it's a big part because you can google productivity tips or hacks or routines right. or <laughs> habits or you can read the newest book on whatever out there that's coming out on the New York Times bestseller list. So all the information's out there, the tools are out there, technology is there. So, you know, like, but what's often holding you back most is your your own psychology, just the negative self-talk, the limiting beliefs, the little remnants of past traumas that are still there, slowing you down, the unconscious blocks. So, and a lot of that too is just like, We as creators, like we try to, we may try to suppress that, push it to the side, saying, "I just have to deal with this, I have to push through." No one understands me, anyways. Let me just focus on my habits, or let me just focus on this productivity technique that's going to help me. (laughs) Right. But really, yeah, it's your own psychology. So, yeah, having having support, normalize it to help you acknowledge that, help you build awareness around your own psychology and how the creative brain works and how there's also even though you are a creative person there's there's still parts of you that are hesitant that are afraid that do want security and how do you how do you work with these different parts as a creative person with creative goals like how do you work with yourself with self-compassion and understanding and come to a different agreement or collaboration with everything that's going on with you. Oftentimes like when you get to that point, you're you're aware of these beliefs and self-talk and you're under you understand the stories and what they're trying to do. You can work with them in new ways and it opens up mm, just a greater yeah. sense of ease and confidence. And yeah. you can get to a place I think where it doesn't matter what tool you're using, what productivity tip you're leaning on like you just feel creatively confident that you're committed, you know what you're going to do. You know, you're going to figure it out. You're going to, you know, you're going to make progress on it no matter what it takes. And like, you trust yourself, you trust yourself to be consistent and make it happen. So yeah. And the psychology is, is huge. Each person is different. So like a fad productivity tip out there of the day, it may or may not work for you. Right. Like but you can explore that, you can adapt it, you can figure out a system and process that will work for you, right?
0: Right. (laughs) And that's made possible in part because the work you do, you do in a community of people. Like uh, it's, You've kind of touched on this already, but I'd love for you to just kind of elaborate on the power of community for entrepreneurs, for people doing creative work, for people doing things that aren't, just traditional, you know, predefined engineered roles uh, that you can just roll out of college and into?
1: Yeah. So like the biggest thing, community, essentially it can speed up your goals. It can help you feel a greater sense of ease and effortlessness as you're approaching those goals and taking greater challenges on and makes things more enjoyable. The community like you feel understood and accepted. And I think that's huge for a lot of people because even even though even if you have a supportive partner or friend or family, they can still feel kind of lonely or isolating, right? Oh, yeah. Like it's you still yeah. wrestle within your mind, especially in the earlier phases or the developmental phases with, why am I doing this? This is hard. Maybe I should get a job. Maybe I should go back to this or that. Like, am I crazy? Am I good enough? (laughs) You know, like like you deal with all this stuff comes up. Like being in that community, seeing that everyone else is struggling with these same things or have struggled with it and they're overcoming it and they're sharing their strategies with you. They're listening to you. You feel understood. You feel accepted. You feel, hey, I can do this too. Like they're doing it. I can do it. So it can help you almost redouble down on your commitment to yourself and your goals. And not to mention like the learning, the, the learning exchange, like in just, for example, in our last group, someone was working on their website and they were getting really frustrated and didn't know what the heck to do with some technicalities. And another person in the group is very technical and his day job building out websites and and programming (laughs) and all this stuff. So he was able to to give this woman the tips she needed to move forward much more quickly than if she was out searching on her own. So it's uh, it's a great group. It's uh, it's growing. There's more breakouts and like peer-to-peer learning popping up and happening. And in the group too, like the way I have it set up, we do virtual co-working sessions together. So we'll show up and say, for the next hour, this is what I'm working on. Let's go. Boom, set the timer. We come back. We do a debrief on how it went. So if you're procrastinating on things, if you're dealing with resistance or perfectionism or fear, co-working sessions really help with pushing past that resistance and working in solidarity with your peers. Right. <laughs> even though it's virtual and you it yeah. builds your confidence, right? Like if you make progress every day for 30 days, whether it's big or small on something yeah. important, You're building the trust in yourself and your creative confidence knowing that if I say I want to do something, I can make it happen.
0: Yeah. What's the biggest block? So people come into the 30-Day Creative Momentum Challenge. What's the biggest block do you see beyond self-talk? What else gets in people's way and keeps them from succeeding in that kind of an environment? Because, yeah, I mean, we're all anxious for community and community does build all of those things that you mentioned. What do you see getting in the way of that?
1: Yeah, good question. So what gets in the way is what I often see, usually perfectionism is a big culprit, just like this. I need to wait. I need to do more research. I'm not good enough yet. I need to take another course or read another book first. Yeah. It's, it's wrapped around perfectionism and and just like this urge, this need to create something perfect right off the bat and not taking the risk to make something imperfect. And so that's a big, that is a big factor that slows down consistency. It slows down... You're creating momentum. And yeah, this group is is designed in to you know, really help people overcome that. It's like make some progress, whether it's 10 minutes a day, 90 minutes a day, three hours a day. Define what it is that you want to do. The next step, follow through and do it, report your progress to the group. Do it again tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's uh, it's it's great. Like I think the progress over perfection mindset is critical. It's something we all deal with, Right. and once like you you get into that, then it opens up a new new uh, level of uh, effectiveness for you. So yeah, I don't know. Is that what you were asking? Like oh yeah,
0: no, that's 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 helpful. That's incredibly helpful. I'm curious. One of the things that I have found effective when I've seen it in others. I remember I was with the CEO. Is this was last fall? I was with the CEO of a really large global company and surprised at how vulnerable and i don't hang out with a lot of ceos of global companies but in this case surprised at how vulnerable and just authentic this person was and it it really was powerful for me because i thought you know if this guy who's built this huge global brand is struggling with uh, procrastination mm. in particular then then it's okay to be kind of to be me. And mm-hmm. I'm curious like how do you help within the in the challenge how do you help foster vulnerability authenticity because we can learn from each other yeah. if we're willing to show our our faults and our flaws.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's key, right? Like that is. And that might be something that keeps people from joining the challenges. I don't want to show up for the challenge right. be vulnerable. I'm Earlier off in my career, I'm not going to be as good as like the expert painter. I'm just starting. So yeah, people do wrestle with stuff like that. But what I've found, like, maybe it's just because in their day-to-day lives, these creative people don't have this outlet. But in the group sessions we do, people, they're ready to share. They're ready to open up and and just relate. And then, like, here's my struggle. And here's the... Negative self-talk that's happening to me. Here's when it shows up. Help me deal with it. How do you deal with it? Here's a tip, you know, for how I handle that and how it shows up in my life. It's been really that's been a surprise for me is just like how open and vulnerable people are already. I think maybe a lot of people know me or worked with me in some way. I'd try to be as open as possible as well. But yeah, once. You know, people open up about what they're doing and why it's important to them, like why it's meaningful and why it's part of their purpose. People will get really inspired and they want to help these other people. They want to share their purpose, their story of why they're doing what they're doing. And it just creates just a safe energy. It's like, I can be myself. The goal I'm working on isn't weird. This person's doing something weird too. And I love it. And, and it just creates like a, it's just a fun community yeah. of just like one, one round we had this guy who was a puppeteer like he made puppets oh, cool. for TV and mu- <laughs> yeah. like movie production was like wow like never connected with anyone doing that that's amazing and one person sure. was mm-hmm. drawing and creating like her this like. This pig comic, this this rebel pig that's causing all this mischief and trouble and and all these like provocative, uh, very raw situations. That's hilarious. And she's right. building out her comics and games and, and just like a brand set of intellectual property around this pig comic that's just so raunchy and raw. Like <laughs> wow, like who would ever have thought? Like this this is this is amazing. Right. Like I I can share what I'm doing. I'm writing Kids' songs. Or I'm writing a movie about this. Or I'm writing a memoir yeah, yeah. about my uh, heritage and family, and ancestry and whatnot. Like, it's so it just normalizes the weirdness, the uniqueness, and people just get excited. It's like, wow, I can share, not be judged by what I'm doing. Like, let me just lay it all out there. Yeah. And 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 connect with other people and and get inspired and energized. So. It's been really cool really cool to see that energy and that vulnerability and psychological safety.
0: I love that. And I want to talk I want to kind of steer in the direction more we're going to dig into deeper into the psychology of it all. And eventually I want to maybe if we can get into if we have time to talk about flow and and some of uh, some of the work that you did with Mihai Cheek sent Mihai. But but I love this this idea you have that there is really both an art and a science of bringing ideas to life. And I'd love for you to kind of unpack that for us.
1: Yeah, sure. So the art and science of creative work is something I think a lot about. I think maybe that's what differentiates me amongst other creative coaches perhaps is one, I approach it through my own, like the art side of I'm a musician, musician, I'm a music creator. I've, you know, done a lot of entrepreneurial stuff, been involved in a lot of creative things from artistic, the practical, the doing standpoint, and then also just got my PhD in positive psychology where I studied under Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi, who the author of Flow and books on creativity, and, and my specialization yeah. was learning more about the psychology and the science behind creative work and, and creative leadership. and collaboration. And so, yeah, just over the years, just from working with clients and doing research, kind of melded the two together to create what I I'm, I call like my creative momentum system framework for helping creators actually bring their ideas to life. And when I started a while ago with creative coaching, I was thinking, hey, I'm going to help people think of better ideas and more ideas and wild ideas and more of like the generative brainstorming side of things. But what I quickly realized was a lot of these creative people, these entrepreneurial people, they're great with coming up with a ton of ideas.
0: The problem (laughs) is not the ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: And like mind blowing, inspirational stuff. But the actual challenge was. Too many ideas, not sure how to focus or prioritize, not sure how to make them happen, like uh, yeah, coming up with you've been looking at my whiteboard (laughs) again, haven't you, Jeff? (laughs) Yeah. So like I quickly realized, wow, okay, like because a lot of a lot of the science of creativity is around like generating ideas and brainstorming, but there's my Mm. dissertation and stuff focused more on idea development and learning and effectiveness and and momentum and and kind of like the process of translating the ideas into real outputs. And so that's where I specialize in my research and just from noticing this is what people needed. So really like there's there's three main pillars that help people with one is like clarifying and amplifying their creative vision. So people have the raw ideas and the inspiration here, but they may need some support, getting clearer, more focused. Uh, they may need a, I want to use the word amplify. I like that word a lot, just being a, a guitar player, but also right. <laughs> it's like, there's the motivation there, but try to work with them to strengthen it and deepen it and to make it more purpose-driven and authentic and make sure just it's purified and there's not any remnants of like, you should be doing this. Like, or right. this is the smart thing to do. Right. And here's what your mom or dad or your old boss would want you to do. But it's like making sure it's purified. Like, no, this is authentic. This is strong. This, you're going to be committed to this. This is going to strengthen your resilience. When you come up against obstacles, like your motivation is amplified. Your vision's clear. You know what you want to do and why, and it feels purposeful. And so part of that too is also just like helping with prioritization. Hey, here's 20 right. things, you know, you could do, but right, what's, what are the one or two things like you want to commit to? What do you really want to do? What can you pause yeah. for later? Like we'll find a lot of creative people. They don't like being told no, and they don't like to tell themselves no. <laughs> and it right. causes a lot of resistance. And then there's this inner rebel in us that says, you can't tell me no, even if it's right. you, like I'm going right. to do all this stuff. But right. if we use language like pausing, I'll do this later or not yet. I'll get to that after this creates more ease and more easier to focus and and kind of commit to things. So that's one pillar, the clarifying and amplifying the creative vision. The second one is kind of like the nuts and bolts around like strategy and and operations. I call it like design. This is where you design your Creative momentum system where you're upgrading your personal operating system, your habits, you're getting clear on your milestones, you're breaking things down into projects and tasks, you're optimizing your time and energy, and you're finding ways to, you know, put things in your calendar to get things done to make your work more flow inducing and just ensure like you're making consistent progress, right? Because a lot of the research in creative work, like one of the number one Factors you want to strive for is momentum. Like right. Teresa Mobile, she's the author of The Progress Principle. She's one of the top innovation oh, yeah. researchers in the world and most prolific, most cited researchers, researchers on creativity and innovation. She did this awesome study in project teams. They filled out daily diaries and surveys and all this stuff. But she found out like the number one driving factor of creative performance, of Fulfillment at work of happiness, even was experiencing a sense of progress on meaningful work. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's yeah you know, momentum. When you feel momentum, like momentum is you're seeing progress on something that's important to you, you feel the energies, you feel the forward movement. Once you get to that point, that does wonders for your confidence, your resilience, your courage. You just you start feeling like, hey, I can do this. I'm I'm yeah. doing it now. This is gonna happen for me, I have a good system, I'm clear. And so that does a lot for the creative confidence. But the third pillar, you know, work on with clients is like the mindset, is the creative confidence. So this is we dig deeper into, you know, what are those negative self-talk stories? What are the limiting beliefs? What right. are those unconscious blocks? Like, why are you experiencing imposter syndrome? How do we reframe these things? How do we challenge them? How do we accept them? You know, how do we work with our own psychology to build more of a growth mindset and more of a resilient yeah. mindset yeah. And, and and make better and faster decisions and, and eliminate perfectionism? And I find, like, the combination, these things uh, really – helps people and uh, do that one-on-one. And then in in the community too, like we, we break that out, have a bunch of resources and group sessions where we talk about this stuff. And just the nature of the 30 day challenge is like, you have to, you figure out a system that works for you, right? Yeah. Like the first week you're in it, you're, you're learning a lot and you're noticing a lot of stuff about yourself. And the second week, you're making adjustments the third week you're making more adjustments and then by day 30 you look back and you're like wow like okay yeah i feel yeah. more confident i have i know more about how and when i work best and you know I'm, I'm better at clarifying my priorities and and understanding why i want to do those things as well so yeah. it's uh it, it's it's cool it's cool i love that
0: <laughs> And then people can get into a flow experience, right? That's that's yeah. the ultimate outcome, isn't it? That, that you can operate in these flow experiences. So yeah. if you can give like a quick mini or like a mini lesson on how do you design a flow experience so that you can kind of accelerate the creativity and the performance and you can just get into a flow state, you're getting, you're going to get into individual flow states, but more broadly, like you're, you're, you're in a, in a flow state in terms of trusting yourself and getting the work done. Yeah. How do you design those experiences?
1: Yeah. So there's this uh, find your flow checklist that I can share with you and your listeners. It's, it's basically this checklist you can go through. You ask yourself certain questions, answer those questions. It helps you design your work session or your tasks better and get yourself into flow. But flow is that state of optimal experience, optimal creative performance. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you have tasted that experience in your personal or professional life. But flow is is something like you may not have thought of before that you can actually design for. You know, a lot of people mm. think it's, oh, it's the divine inspiration from the creative gods. They've blessed me with flow today, but there's actual <laughs> things you can do to, to increase your yeah. odds of getting into flow. And so there's essentially <clears throat> six different elements that you can design for. One is complete focus. And this is all about optimizing your environment, right? Mm. Before you get into that work system. So the higher level question here, It's like, will I be able to fully concentrate without interruption for a sustained period of time? I like a 90-minute work session. I find that to be really effective personally, but also there's research around it, around top performers and their practice sessions and and work sessions around 90 minutes, a 90-minute work session, and then maybe 10 or 15-minute detachment uh, either into more administrative tasks or a break or a walk or whatever. Right. But if you can fit in one 90-minute unre- un- uninterrupted work session, that's going to increase your eyes. Like That's going to help you get more into complete focus. So that might also mean adjusting your environment, like using certain music. That might help you get into more of that focus state, blocking distractions, notifications, being aware and mindful of what time of day works best for you mm, in terms of yeah, feeling, yeah. concentration, what locations, maybe you notice getting into better focus in your office or maybe even at a coffee shop or at the library or whatever, but it, like it's going to be different for right. everyone a little bit, but so that's one element, just the complete focus. Like that's almost that foundational element. If you know, you're going to be checking your Slack and your phone, and your partner's going to be popping in every 10 minutes asking if you've done the dishes yet or, <laughs> or whatever. Right. <laughs> going on. Or your coworkers popping into your cubicle, saying, talking about the sports game or whatever show they're watching. That's, you know, you're not going to get into flow with that. So, complete right. focus, number one foundational element. There's some other questions you can go through in this checklist to help you figure out what that looks like for you. The next one is the clear and specific goals or rules so you need to clarify your goals as much as you can before the work session at the very least like your starting point like what's what what's my very f- first task or element of this that's going to get me started that clarity of the goals it focuses your attention and it helps it lock in on what matters most instead mm-hmm. of jumping around everywhere and different possibilities. So if you can clarify your goals and sharpen them, especially that starting point, that's going to work. If you can't, then setting rules, creating rules of Mm. what you're going to do for the session can work. So that might be, I'm going to do this for 25 minutes. If you're an artist, maybe it's, I'm going to paint using only these three colors. I liked what you were doing when you were writing with, hey, I have a set of these framing questions that I'm going to answer. Yeah. Yep. Like you don't necessarily know where it's going to take you, but you know, here kind of like the rules of the game, I'm going to right. write about this question and then this question and this question. If it's a right. music, it might be, I'm going to work in this key and I'm only going to use these instruments, but right. setting some kind of rules for you can help focus your attention and not just have it be all over the place. Other things that you can optimize for are like this challenge skill balance, So if the work is too easy for you, if you feel too comfortable doing it, you're going to, if it feels boring, you're not going to get into flow. A key element of flow is like you're at the edge of your comfort zone. Like you're not too far out where you're feeling anxious, but you're right there where it's like you got to pay attention to what you're doing. Otherwise, there's that risk of failing or or doing it inappropriately so like this comes from you know a lot of the flow research comes from extreme athletes one example on the extreme end of this is like a, a rock climber right like if they're doing <laughs> they're scaling a really difficult climb if they're not paying attention they're gonna fall off and get really injured so the level of the challenge of what they're doing is high where their attention is has to be locked in they're not right. I guarantee you they're not thinking about whether they Yeah. What's on Netflix that night Yeah. later or anything like they're locked (laughs) in. So you need that level of challenge. And then, you know, like it's, um, my favorite ways is just to think about how do I make this more fun or enjoyable? Like what I see a lot of people making the mistake with is like, I need to buckle down on my willpower. I need to be more hardcore. I need to be more disciplined. I need to punish myself right. and make this happen. But no, that's that's the wrong approach. Like really what you should be doing is asking yourself, how can I make this task, this project, this element of that project, more enjoyable, more fun, fun? Yeah. Like, getting creative with infusing what you're doing with more fun and enjoyment. Like you can, you do have permission to do that. And it's actually going to help with your commitment, your sustainability of what you're doing. It's going to help your productivity and focus, and it's going to help you get into flow, right? Like if you intrinsically want to do something, that's a key element of flow. If you you feel like it's just something you should, or you don't like it, right, you're not going to get into flow, right? Like so getting creative and working with ways to do that is really important. And there's some other elements that you can dial in, but just, you know, for the sake of time and you know, I would just recommend going to this checklist. It's free. Going through yeah. it, seeing what works for you, seeing what comes from it. You can apply it to any work situation you want, and and get creative with it, and find something that works well for you.
0: I love that. Yeah, and let's uh, we'll we'll make sure we provide that in the show notes. Find your flow. So, I think that's great. So we're getting near the end of our time together. Here's a question I've been asking lately, and I'd love to hear you. I'd love to hear you think about this. So. The folks that I that I get to interview are very passionate about a thing. And for you, it's helping creators, whether they're entrepreneurial creators, creating a, you know, or, or building a creative engineering solution, or they're visual artists or writers or, or musicians, helping them unlock their passions. What I'd love to have you reflect on is if you can think like 15, 20 years into the future and imagine that everybody's tuned in to listen to Jeff Ayans and they're and they're hearing him talking about this 30 day creative momentum challenge and we really start to as a as a culture as a people start to wake up and and unblock ourselves creatively how do you think the world would be a better place or how would the world be changed
1: oh man I love that question I love that question so to me creativity I think when people are bringing their authentic creativity out into the world, whether it's art, music, business, whatever you're doing, people are happier. They feel more fulfilled. They feel more meaningfulness in their life. They feel feel like they're expressing their authentic selves and that feels good. They're not hiding who they are. They are accepted and they feel you know like the diversity is appreciated and celebrated and they feel more inclusive they feel like they're living more on purpose right like we know right tons and tons of research that if people feel as if their lives have more meaning more purpose more connection more impact more engagement and you know like different levels they're happier. They're, they feel more fulfilled. And if everyone is feeling that way, you know, I, I do think like it would lessen a lot of conflict. I think stress would go down. I think it would really unlock like a, another like renaissance period, like where creativity yeah. is wanted. It's appreciated. It's encouraged. That's the name of the game. And, you know, like with things happening in AI and machine learning, creativity may out be... All that's really left of being human. (laughs) And so hopefully all that will encourage people leaning into their creativity and following their creative pursuits. And that's what the name of the game is about. I think, you know, when that happens, people are going to feel better all around. There's going to be more innovation. The world's going to be more interesting, exciting, enriched, place as well yeah yeah it's a great question i i I love thinking about it and and that's why i feel so strongly about my mission and purpose is like helping people bring their ideas to life right like there's so much growth and meaningfulness and purpose in doing that whether it's you know just a project that you love yourself that no one's asking for or whether it's like a building in uh, you know a startup that's going to have it already has a lot of customers asking for what you're doing. Like when you commit to the creative journey, like you, right? Like you just have to build so many personal resources, and you develop your mindset, and you develop your effectiveness and your systems. And then once you bring that thing to life, it's another amazing milestone. And then like you just get into that mode that's so engaging and fulfilling. Where hey, I I want to do something. I want to do something else that's creative. I want to do my next thing. And it's um, uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a great place t- to be. And you know? so I'm really passionate about creativity and helping people get on that journey, whatever that means to them.
0: I love that. I love that answer and I love that vision. And may it be so. I really love that vision. <laughs> um, how do people find you in the world and on the web?
1: Yeah. So you can go to my website, jefffians.com can find me at the 30 day, create a momentum challenge. Hmm. It's a sub link on, I'll share with you on my website, but you can find me there. Instagram is a great place to find me. LinkedIn, I'm active there as well. So those are the main spots where you can connect with me and learn more about what I'm doing and see what I'm putting out there.
0: Awesome. Well, Jeff, Thank you so much for your presence and for your great insight and for what you're doing to try and help people unlock from their creative blocks and live into their best creative self. So thank you.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Will. Awesome talking with you. And thanks for the thoughtful questions. Love it. All right.